Welcome to the Randy Selzer Real Estate Podcast, where we discuss important topics for buyers, sellers, and investors in the Toronto area real estate market. Here's your host, Randy Selzer. Hello, everybody. It's Randy Selzer here. Welcome back to my YouTube channel and welcome back to the podcast wherever you're listening to it. Uh, today, we're going to talk a little bit about the state of the Toronto real estate market, actually the greater Toronto area real estate market. We're going to take a look at 2021 and see what happened, and we're going to make some predictions for 2022. So sit down and relax. We're going to have a nice chat today, and let's take a look back at 2021 and what happened. Most of you who've been following my videos know that, uh, and any of you who live in the GTA, know that the market has just been on fire for the last year. Uh, in spite of the global pandemic that is COVID, it seems to have had little to no effect on the actual sales numbers that have taken place uh, in the Toronto area. The Toronto Real Estate Board just announced yesterday these statistics from 2021, and we found that sales were up an incredible 28% year over year over the previous year. So sales were up 28% and prices were up an astounding 18% overall year over year. Um, I've been in this business a long time and I've talked to other realtors on a daily basis and nobody can quite believe the amount of activity that is taking place in the real estate market here in the greater Toronto area. Even just before Christmas, which is a time typically when things slow down, people are busy with other things. We were seeing multiple offers on houses and condos and people were buying like there's no tomorrow. So why, why is that happening? What is going on? The government in its wisdom has decided to try to slow the market down uh, by attacking, there's a supply side and there's a demand side. And obviously the demand is greater than the supply. So what the government, uh, both on the federal level and on the provincial and the municipal level, they've been trying to find ways to dampen the demand, which I'm going to explain in a little while, I think is maybe not the best approach. But uh, what they've been doing is bringing in new taxes. There's now going to be, there's now a new tax on vacant homes. There's additional taxes and restrictions on foreign buyers. There's all sorts of things they're trying to bring in to dampen the demand. But I think that is only half the equation. The other half of the equation is the supply of houses and condos, what we call inventory. One of the things that I've been talking about for the last couple of years is that there are three pillars, which I believe have driven the real estate market here in the greater Toronto area. The first one is record low interest rates. Now, uh, and they've been hovering around 2% or less, which is basically, when you look at it, it's almost free money uh, when the rates are that low. Um, we believe that rates, they've already ticked up a little bit, and we believe they will continue to rise in 2022 as the federal government tries to slow down inflation, which they're surprised to see is happening, not just in the housing market, but in all sorts of consumer goods. So I believe you're going to see probably three or four more additional, um, maybe quarter point increases. And I'm going to make a prediction that it might go up maybe a full percentage point throughout the year. Now, that's not a huge deal. I don't think it's going to kill the market. But I do believe it's going to create a few of some hardships for people who are up to renew their mortgage that they took at 2% and now it's going to be 3% and that could increase their payments and that's something to keep an eye on. I think the government is aware of that. They're not going to increase rates dramatically because they know they could create a huge disaster for people renewing their mortgages if that were the case. So I don't think we're going to see much more than maybe 1% in the increase. The second, what I like to call pillar of what's been driving the market is basically the Toronto area in general has been so strong in creating jobs. And yes, COVID has devastated many industries. 
the restaurant industry is in tatters. Travel and tourism is in tatters. There's a lot of industries that have really taken a hit from COVID. But the beauty of Toronto is that it's so multifaceted. It's not a one industry town like a Detroit or something where if that industry gets cold and the whole town goes downhill. Uh, we've got so much going on here, whether it's the banking industry, insurance, or the movie industry, high-tech startups. There's all sorts of stuff here that keeps us percolating along. And that is one of the big attractions. Uh, and I think that's going to continue from what I can see if COVID hasn't slowed it down. I think the future is bright for Toronto and the Toronto area, the greater Toronto area. And I think you're going to, cons you're going to see that continue. I think the world, the business world, sees us as a pretty safe place to invest. And I think that's, uh, that bodes well for us in the future. The third pillar, like I like to call it, the third pillar is immigration. And immigration has been a huge driving factor in the real estate market here over the last 20 years. Um, we get a substantial amount of newcomers coming in every year, and they tend to want to buy a house. And I just want to say one thing before any of you get off track here. I am very much pro-immigration. Uh, the way I see it, we're all immigrants here. I know my grandparents came from Europe, and lots of people are recent immigrants, and I'm all for it. Canada's a big country. There's lots of room here for everybody, and God bless immigrants. Uh, having said that, um, immigration did slow down when COVID first hit. There was kind of a, a, a hiatus when the flights were all canceled and people didn't come in. Uh, now, the Trudeau government has announced that for 2022, they're really boosting the numbers. And they're actually, the government targets are 411,000 people to be admitted into Canada during 2022. So what does that mean? We know that out of that 411,000, approximately half of them come to the GTA. That's just always been the case. So you can count on about 200,000 new people coming here in 2022. Now, that's a big number. We also know from statistics that the average household size in Canada is 2.9 people per household. So that translates uh, when you're looking at 200,000 people coming here to the GTA divided by roughly three. You're looking at about 68,000 residences required just for the new immigrants, okay? Just for immigration, 68,000 dwellings. Could be a house or a condo or whatever, uh, but 68,000 are required this coming year to house them all because they all got to live somewhere. Um, last year in the GTA, they only built 26,000 new dwelling units. So you've got a, a need for 68, but let's say we're building 26. That gives us a shortfall of over 40,000 units per year. And the math just doesn't add up. And the other thing, which I'm sure all of you know who live here, there's no more room in the city, whether you're in Toronto or Mississauga, there's no more room to build houses. It's full. The borders are full. You can build a few, a little bit of infill housing here and there. But basically, the only answer open to development and to developers is to build condos, to build up. And so somehow they're going to have to meet that, that, uh, that demand. Uh, I mean, you can go further out, but Brampton's getting rapidly full. Oakville is filling up quickly. You have to go considerably far out to find a place to build a house. And um, that's uh, just something to keep in mind. But the key takeaway here is that there's 68,000, a need for 68,000 homes, whether they're purchasing them or renting them. And we don't have it. We're only building 26,000. So there's a significant shortfall. And that's just one year. Can you imagine if we're 40,000 houses or dwellings short every year and factor that out over the next five years, 
it's just, it's not sustainable. People wonder why prices are so high, why rents are so high. And I'm not blaming this on immigrants. That's just one part of the equation uh, because you have natural growth in real estate where people have children, the kids grow up and they want to get their own place. Or you get uh, in, interprovincial immigration, not just from overseas, but people moving here from other provinces. There's still a lot of that going on. People from the Maritimes move here. People are moving here from Alberta. There's a lot of that. And yes, there is some net migration going out of the GTA. Uh, and that is strictly because of price. There's plenty of young people that look around and they say, wait a minute, I just can't afford to live here. So they're moving further out. They're moving to what I call ex-urban areas. And they're on fire right now in terms of real estate. Kitchener, Cambridge, Stony Creek, Innisfil, places like that. They are, the real estate markets there are exploding uh, with uh, people moving out of the GTA just to save money and buy something that's affordable. So there you have it. So we've got, those, again, to recap those three things, we've got low interest rates, which are headed up a little bit, but I don't think it's going to be a huge issue. Uh, we've got a strong local economy in spite of COVID. It just keeps percolating along. And we've got uh, immigration, which are going to surge to historic levels in 2022. So that seems pretty bullish. Uh, when you look at those three, um, I'm looking at the tea leaves here and people say, well, when is the market going to slow down? When is it going to crash? I don't know. I don't see any reason for the market to crash because these things keep driving it. And they, unless there's a big systemic change, um, I don't think you're going to see a crash at all. I think you're going to see a continuation of 2021 into 2022. Now that if we, now if we take a look at the, we, we looked at the demand side, but there's also the supply side. And this is a lot of municipal stuff, a lot of provincial stuff. They have to find ways to build more houses and condos. I know it seems for people sick of condo construction in the city, uh, it seems kind of counterintuitive, but they have to find a way. Believe me, the developers that are building those 26,000 condo units last year, they're not the villain. They're helping us out because if we didn't have those condos, this entire city would implode. We need places for people to live. And whether it's a house or a condo, uh, those people keep coming and they're not going to automatically move to other parts of Canada. Uh, they're going to come to where they think they have a good future, uh, where they feel welcome. Maybe there's an infrastructure in place from people where, you know, whatever country they're coming from, where they can buy groceries or they can go to a, a doctor who speaks their language, that, that sort of thing. So you can't say, well, send them out to a different province, send them to Manitoba. You can't do that if that's, it's a free country. And if they, if they don't want to move, nothing against the good people of Manitoba. I've also said this before. Um, but they're going to tend to stay in the big cities, whether it's Toronto or Vancouver or wherever. So that's the situation we're in. Uh, I also wanted to talk a little bit about inflation because that seems to be the topic of the day. Uh, people are asking, and I know every time I go to the grocery store, it's like out of control. The prices on food is, I think it's up about 30%. I know when I put gas in my car, uh, I got to get a Tesla, but when I put gas in my car, uh, it's costing like $90 today that was $60 a year and a half ago. So there's huge inflation in consumer goods. And yes, there, is some, there are some supply side disruptions where people, you know, industries can't get parts off a ship that should have come from China or wherever. Um, there, are, there are issues pertaining to that. Um, but there's also something going on that nobody's really talking about, and that's the supply of money in the world. Right now, there's a lot of money in the world, 
and it's all looking for a place to invest. And I think that's why you're seeing the real estate market, not just here in the GTA, but pretty well anywhere. And the stock markets and gold and every, everything is just going through the roof. What many governments did when COVID first hit is they started to print money. Uh, trillions of dollars out of thin air. They just got the printing presses going because they didn't want their economies to fall into a serious recession or a depression from COVID because nobody knew what was going to happen. So many governments, the U.S. and Canada among them, uh, decided to print all this money to reflate the economy. And that's where you got money for the Serbs, uh, for the, the Serb payments or from grants to various business. And in the United States alone, it's in the trillions of dollars. And I'm going to post a graphic here for you, those of you on YouTube to show it's just gone to the sky, like the amount of money that they printed. Now, I'm not an economist, but I do understand from, if, if I can remember way back to my university days, I think I took one course in economics, that when you print money like that, it looks for a place to go. And that's usually into different asset classes. It could be real estate. It could be the stock market. Uh, when you print all that money and that tends to devalue the money um, because there's just so much of it out there. And one of the things that happened, I remember back way back in my school days that even back in Germany in the 1920s, they were in a big bind because they had war reparations to pay and uh, they did the same thing. They printed a bunch of money and the problem was is that those German marks way back in the 1920s became almost worthless. Uh, because they printed literally gazillions of them to pay their war uh, reparations. Now, I'm not suggesting that's going to happen in today's world. I don't think we've, we've gotten to that point. But when you look at it, I think that's one of the reasons why we're seeing so much infla uh, inflation in the world, is that this money supply thing is just through the roof. And um, if any of you out there listening to this are economists or have a better grasp of what this means, please explain it to me because I'd like to understand it myself. But it seems to me that if we're going to be seeing a lot of inflation in the world, one of the things that gets inflated are assets, and that would include real estate. So that's just another reason to believe uh, in the ongoing strength of the real estate market on top of the other three pillars. So I think the future's bright. I think you're going to see, I don't know if it'll be the exact same numbers as last year, but you're going to see strong growth in prices and in sales activity, even more pressure on the listing inventory, what we call the number of houses for sale. Houses will be selling faster and faster. I think you're going to see a continuation of bidding wars, and that's just what it is. I'm not particularly happy about it. Believe me, most real estate agents are not happy when there are bidding wars. It's a, sometimes it's definitely a windfall for the sellers, but it creates a lot of heartache for the buyers when they try over and over again and can't get the house that they want. So it, a balanced market is definitely m a much better thing. So anyways, there's my forecast. It's bullish. I know there's going to be a lot of you out there who don't want it to be bullish, and you're welcome to comment on YouTube, and I'll try to get back to you. Um, <laughs> the last time I, f I published one of these, people were uh, beating me up and down saying that, uh, you know, I was biased, and uh, believe me, I'm not biased. Uh, I'm just as curious as the rest of you trying to figure out what is going on out there. But from everything that I see, unless there's some big calamity in the world, like if there's a new coronavirus variant that kills us all, or whether the U.S. Uh, breaks apart into some kind of civil war with some nonsense politics, 
unless there's some big calamity like that, I don't see uh, any major changes going forward. And so for those of you who own a house or own property, congratulations. It's going to be a good, uh, the party's going to continue. And for those of you who are looking to buy, especially for the first time, it's going to be another tough year, I think. Uh, and you may have to adjust your expectations and perhaps consider moving a little bit further out in order to afford what uh, you should do because you should get into this real estate market. I don't, I don't see it going way down again uh, in the foreseeable future. So have a great day. Thank you for watching the video today. If you liked what you saw, please give me a like and consider uh, subscribing. Uh, if you're on Podbean where the podcast is or Apple uh, Podcasts, please give me a thumbs up or a like and, and perhaps follow there too. It's always a pleasure to talk to you guys. Have a great day and have a happy and prosperous 2022. And we'll see you again soon. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Randy Selzer Real Estate Podcast. Follow us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And check out our main website at randyselzer.com for much more valuable info on the Canadian real estate scene.